When Katie and Sarah met up in a rainy London playground with their two small children, they struck up an amazing and surprising friendship that was to lead to a wonderfully successful new business. They realised that all mums should have access to a free and fun way to make friends nearby in the same boat. And in May 2016, the app Mush was launched. In this candid conversation in Mush HQ, White City, London, Sarah reveals the story behind the creation of Mush, the trials and tribulations of growing a startup tech business as a young mum, and her passion and joy of watching her business baby grow from strength to strength. I'm Steve Lazarus, and this is your London Legacy. Well, I'm delighted to be here today in, what's the name of this building again? Huggletree West. Huggletree West. So I got a little bit lost coming here from um, White City. Some shared office space. It's all very nice and it's shiny wonderful. and new. It's wonderful. And it absolutely fits in perfectly, I think, with what you're doing. So as I say, I'm delighted to be here today with Sarah Hess on your London Legacy podcast, who is co-founder and partner in the business Mush. Correct, yes. With her partner, Katie Massey-Taylor. That's right. Have I got that right? Yes, yeah, all that, correct. That's perfect. Well, thank you very much for, for joining us on the podcast today. You've got an amazing story about um, Mush, which is an app for mums, new, new mums. Yeah, Mush is an app which we created, um, Katie and I, as mums, and it's a way of finding local mum friends. So the idea is that when you become a parent, it can be an incredibly overwhelming time in your life. I'm particularly as a mum at home suddenly with small kids you really need local mum pals to hang out with share those highs and lows with and just make it all a load more fun um so that's why we created it um, and it came very much out of our own experience of having kids so it's been described i think as the t- the tinder of um for yeah, mu- we for get, mums. <laughs> yeah we have to be a bit careful about that because people can get confused it's really a, a local social network uh-huh. so it's a way you go on you create a profile it's free um and you create a profile, put your kids' kids ages on there as well. It's all incredibly safe. Uh, once you've got that profile, you can see other mums who are near to you, who have got kids of a similar age to you, who might be interested in the same things as you. Uh, there's people creating meetups on there that you can go along to or create your own. There's um, lots of kind of fun stuff on there, fun content to read about becoming a mum and all the new things you encounter. Uh, and then ways to ask for advice from other mums, lots of posts and conversations happening around topics that you can really relate to. Usually sleep, let's be honest. That's a big topic on the app. Oh, yeah, uh, the lesson I can probably learn <laughs> yeah, how to get some yeah, sleep. Yeah, <laughs> I'm years, years down the line <laughs> of being a father. <laughs> so, I, I mean, your, your story of, of setting up Mush and where you are today, because I think mm. you set it up a, a couple of years ago mm. now. Was it three? three yeah, we launched in 2016. 2016, so, yeah. so we're now, what in your... We measure it because I, Katie and I met when our second babies were newborns. So the story of us, we always know the age of the company, the age of the idea, because... It matches our children, um, our second children. And the yeah, the reason we set it up and the way we met is very integral to, to the whole um, business. And, and that was after our second babies. Um, we were in a rainy playground uh, in southwest London where we live. And we didn't know each other. We were the only two mums in this playground because it was a crazy day to go to a playground. It was a horrible um, November cold grey day. Um, but both of us kind of had to just get out the house. Were as you people... pulling your hair out, sort of walking oh up Oh my God, it was like one of those things. It took me, you know, I, anyone with small kids will know how long it takes to get out the uh-huh. house. Uh, so we kind of, that was like a massive achievement. And we didn't really have anywhere to go. My kids were really young. They did not want to go to a playground. They were 18 months and a few weeks old. So it was really, I just need to go go somewhere and get some fresh air, get out of the house. Anyway, I got there feeling quite proud that I'd made it. 
the playground, as I say, was pretty much deserted. But I spied this other mum. And this other mum clearly was in the same boat as me because she had a sling on her front with a tiny baby in it and a toddler being a pain in the ass, essentially, around her knees somewhere. So I was like, this mum gets it. I need to be her friend. I need a friend right now. She looks good enough. So I, in a moment of desperation, went over to Katie and said, I don't actually, the real thing, truth is, I don't remember what I said. Neither of us had really had any sleep for a while, but the outcome was I got her number and she's still in my phone as Katie, open brackets, playground, close brackets to this day. And um, we became great friends from that moment. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a big, massive change. This friendship just meant that we were doing the same stuff, but doing it together. Uh And those moments that, any parent will relate to in the middle of the night when everything feels like it's a disaster the next morning we would laugh about together over a cup of coffee and and it's I think that kind of friendship is such a powerful thing in a time in your life when everything gets turned upside down you're not really in control you've got you know small humans who are dictating <laughs> to you where you need to go what you need to do and actually it can be incredibly isolating and that and that's something I, I think a lot of mums don't expect to find uh, that loneliness that can hit particularly in those early days when uh, and, and early weeks when you really are going through a lot of new things and maybe your or your normal set of friends don't understand what you're going through or, uh, or more likely they're just at work or so far did you away. have any friend because this was your second yeah, child so, yeah your first child was what would you say 18, 18, month, 18 months, months. So, so what was your experience yeah, during so your had, first child so i did um nct which i'm mm-hmm. not sure if you're familiar with which is a charity which is you, it's, you know, you set up your local, you basically pay for some friends, uh-huh. which was great. Um, but second baby, I had quite a short gap with 18 months and they were all back at work. You know, everyone's busy. Those days mm. are really long when mm. you're alone with small children in your house. Um, and I think, yeah, I think you really need people to hang out with. And also babies aren't great company. Uh, they get better uh, with age, I think. But you know, when, they're, when they're small, you don't get a lot back. And I think that can be quite, sure. quite difficult, actually. And having... Um, friends who remind you that you're a real person you know you're still you know a, a woman and a friend and a you know can be funny and um, you can have fun together uh, that's really important and I think sometimes that kind of identity crisis that happens when you're when you become a parent is a lot to do with the fact you, you know you do seem to lose your social circle a bit or, or not even lose it just feel a little bit out of sync with it yeah and not only that I suppose as a as a, as a mum specifically being left at home and mm, uh, yeah. just that the partner is yeah. off at work doing doing what they mm. do the mum can feel not only isolated but not also sure what the, what the kid is doing is should they oh should be God, doing particularly yeah. if it's their, fir- their first Got child no idea and I mean, God forbid they have any I don't know learning or emotional yeah, problems yeah. at all yeah yeah they, they really are left yeah, at the wit's end I just have my third baby actually my third baby oh, turns one today so I don't do it she's her first <laughs> so, birthday today off, off down but, the path but is um <laughs> but like so much I'm, just, I'm still completely clueless it's such a you know adventure uh-huh. of becoming a mum and that adventure is filled with like you know weird things that happen that you don't know if it's supposed to happen or and not just to your baby, but also to you. Yeah, it's just way more fun and rewarding if you can share that experience. But you had the, I don't know what it was, the foresight or the skill, the personal skills to go up to a complete stranger in a playground and strike up a conversation. Other people don't necessarily have that ability. So what is it about mush that enables people to, mm. to do that and break down those? Because you obviously got some some intrinsic personality Well, that's interesting because <laughs> I am quite a shy person. And actually, Casey, my co-founder, is much more the extrovert. So it's always, you know, it, took, it was a big deal for me to go and say hello. It was a real, like, moment of desperation that drove me to it. Because I'm not someone who normally finds it that easy to go up to strangers. But the idea of Mush is that it's just incredibly simple to create that connection. Because 
everyone on the app is there for the same reason because we all know that it's better if you've got mum friends and it's better if you can hang out and learn from other mums and um, share things. And, and we're also very used to doing this, you know, now. Um, a lot of our mums joke to us, you know, they met their husband or partner on whatever dating app they used and uh, and then moved on to Marshall once they had their baby. You know, so it's, it's behaviour which is which is now becoming the norm. And, sure. And so, yeah, it, it's it's very easy and it's an incredibly friendly community and that's really where... Katie and I have um, had been very kind of strict with us. I mean, everything we create about the technology, and we should call ourselves, you know, a tech startup. But it's not about technology; it's about community. It's about friendship and warmth and support. And we we make that a priority um, with everything that we do with the business. So let's take a step back. What what was what is your background before both of you? Before you sort of bumped into each other on that rainy day. So I worked in advertising, which I loved, and Katie worked in the city, but she'd actually just moved back from New York. So she really was completely friendless. Um, and so I, you know, she, actually she should have asked for me for my number. But um, both of us uh, were obviously just starting maternity leave. I was planning on going back to working in um, the ad agency I was at. Katie it was slightly more undecided about what she was, her plan was because she'd just come back from New York. But you're both sort of experienced business people. so Yeah, but think... no experience in building an app. Uh, uh-huh. And that has been a steep learning curve. Yeah. And I think the thing about um, Katie and I is we just had a huge amount of passion for what we wanted to do. And therefore, we didn't let anything stop us. And I think that's one great thing about becoming a mum or a parent is that you do have some, some sense... I, I've produced humans, like, I can do anything else, surely. Like, you know, once you've negotiated with a two-year-old to get them dressed in the morning, like, dealing with investors <laughs> and employees, you know, that's easy. Uh, You'll have to do that for 16-year-olds, not for 16-year-olds. But, yes, it's not, uh, yes, we've got background in business, but not background in start, necessarily startups or tech. Sure, at what point, so you, you, you meet each other, there must have come a point where you you sat down over a cup of coffee, I don't know, in the park. I mean, that sounds really civilised. We sat down over a Pizza Express tea time <laughs> with kids screaming around. I think we probably were on a glass of Prosecco celebrating the fact we survived a week uh, and just had this moment where we thought, God, thank God we've got each other uh-huh. and shouldn't all mums have great friends around them? And isn't it actually weird that it's sort of hard for that to happen? And we live in southwest London where you basically can't move for buggies. Yet still, it took you know a certain amount of bravery on my part to make that friendship. And actually, what we quickly realised is how lonely many many mums feel when they have small kids. Mm. So was it the 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 idea just came jointly out of conversation, or one of you came up and said, "I know what we've got to do. We've got to create an app which is going to link all mums around, and they can find where each other are." It was a very once we thought, "God, this is an important thing. Yeah. More mums need this." It then became quite natural that right how are we going to do this we quickly when we realized it had to be an app because you wanted it to be location specific you know one of the things when you've got kids is that traveling across town is just really really hard work so you need that kind of stuff on your doorstep and your where you live suddenly becomes very important Katie and I always have this joke that we never spent a Tuesday lunchtime at home until we had a baby because of course you wouldn't you'd be at work or maybe we'd be on holiday like you'd never be there uh, and suddenly your your neighborhood becomes very important so that was why it had to be an app. And, and really, we took it from there. Katie takes credit for the name, um, although we argue about that a little bit. But and yeah, it was very much a joint. It's synonymous with what? What does it mean exactly? We wanted a word that meant something to mums. And I think we were probably weaning our little ones at the time, mushing food. Mushing food. Also, mushy means soppy. Mush is, mushy you know, brain. Slang, mushy <laughs> brain, absolutely. And mush is um, slang for mate in lots of places. So it's... Mush, um, yeah. 
So yeah, it works very well. No, it's, cool. it's cool. It's a nice. So when we go international, it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fascinated by the concept of two complete strangers getting together with a common idea mm. or, or forming a common idea, yeah. and from that building over the consecutive years, what isn't turning out to be an extremely successful mm. business, and, yeah. and you know, structured around an app. So just talk me through the process of how you you, you got together, you formulated your ideas. Did it come easily as to who had what the right skill set to do bit uh, to the business, or did you just? Katie and I through? are quite different. Uh, so she was in the city. She is completely ballsy and awesome and like just goes for it I'm probably an overthinker but I really enjoy the kind of analytical side of things the strategy and so between us I think we're basically a so you're more the creative type and she's well, more the analytical I mean, we're both quite creative actually yeah. but we have I think that I think actually a sort of moot point what's important is that we trust each other implicitly Absolutely. and um and we have a load of fun as well yeah. like startup as you know any founder will tell you can be a slog and you need you need the fun bits you need someone to you know pull you up now, now and again or you need to pull them up you know th- that partnership is so vital uh, mm. to the business and yeah and our lives actually because you know we spend a lot of time together and we need to enjoy it and um, we do because oftentimes you hear mums you know you you get the impression quite rightly so mm. that the mums are stressed out they don't they can't sleep you know they're running around looking it's after the kids yeah. uh, and they and they haven't got time to do a whole lot but you managed to find the time to to run to set up a business. Yeah, I mean, it didn't happen overnight. No, no, I appreciate really that. But, but you've had to have time to do the meetings and have thinking yeah. time and have a clear head. And oh, in those early meetings. days, it was really tough. I think it was meetings we both when we were both breastfeeding. We literally have to sort of dump our babies with a kind of temporary nanny, like who we just met, run out the door like try and put on some high heels, try and find a top which didn't have a bit of baby sick on your shoulder. You know, all those kind yeah. of things. And then you get to the meeting in, you know, try and look composed then run out of the meeting, get home to pick up, you know, all that. It was pretty manic until we could get to a stage where we could afford childcare. And then it became a bit easier. You know, it did take time and we had the idea and we sort of ran with it, but it took time. And we it started out by just talking to as many people, getting as much advice, doing tests in our local playgrounds, talking to local mums, and then talking to investors. And, 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 and it carried on from there. But it wasn't seamless, that's for sure. <laughs> no, I, I guess it wasn't. I mean, what you went to investors early on, even before you had an app or you created Yeah, we did a, actually. Like a... Yeah, because we knew we had this ambition and mm-hmm. we knew we had an idea which was needed nationally, internationally. We had, you know, yeah, huge hopes. And we wanted to build an app, which is not cheap. We didn't have any of our own money to, you know, casually lying around to invest in that. So we went to investors, firstly sort of asking, what I say investors, you know, we were sort of friends and family asking for advice and then they'd say, I really like this idea. Let me know how you get on. And they'd introduce us to another friend. And, you know, you, we had no network until we started to build ourselves one. You know, I think it's because it's, it's that's when we're quite overwhelming when you have an idea and you think, how the hell am I going to get this off the ground? I mean, the, the place to start is just by talking to as many people as possible. Sort of. I mean, and, and you'll be surprised how many people can get excited about it. It's something that you're really excited about. So, yeah, it, yeah, it was a lot of meetings. Uh, and eventually it came together but you know it, it probably that initial then from we initially had the idea to actually going live was a year where we learned a lot but it was a hard slog so so the app went live within yeah. a year of us having the idea the idea but yeah it was and when it went live it was obviously a fairly awful version of the app because we had no idea uh-huh. really what we were doing we sort of put it out there see what's going on and amazingly quite quickly we realized that mums loved it loved the idea even though we launched very much a kind of minimal viable product. So yeah. there were a fair few issues with the technology. Basic, uh, yeah. It was pretty basic. <laughs> but we started getting these amazing reviews on App Store. Even mum's, you know, writing, 
uh, this doesn't really work. There's no mums nearby to me, but I need this in my life. And then they give us five stars, even though they clearly mm. hadn't had a great experience. Sure. So that was what we, it was able, then very easy to, you know, see that we got that product market fit and then get more investment to really grow the business. So, yeah. It's I think I fun. saw or, or heard in one of the interviews you did, uh, which I saw online, you said you struggled to, to get financing from some of the typical business male uh, orientated there was definitely a bit of that you know as i said casey and i were doing this to start with and we had pretty small babies and we'd mm. arrive and there was sometimes a sense that this is, this is a nice little hobby for you this is sort of sweet you know, think so you felt we like, quite no. patronizing there were definitely some times when mm. patron we were patronized a little bit and you know now we can smile about it because we've raised quite a lot of money and funding and we've got a business and a, a, an incredible community mm. so but yeah there were times when it felt like we had to slightly over compensate for the fact that people might think we were just doing this for a hobby or this is like a sweet little business like a little you know thing that we do on the side of whilst looking after our kids all day you know, we, you know this was something we took very seriously from the start and I knew it was going to be huge you just knew in your gut you just yeah knew. yeah and because because we because we knew the challenges that we'd had as has mums and that was what got that's what why we were able to raise investment because people saw us and how passionate we were about this big challenge of loneliness and isolate the feelings of isolation and the need for friendship in those early months and years of having kids and that was what enabled us to get investment you know as I say we didn't sure. have a tech background we didn't have hadn't started up businesses in the past but we did have a huge amount of passion for an idea which was an idea that everyone can pretty much understand quite quickly. Mm. So how many members do you have active members do you have now on the app? So we've got hundreds of thousands of mums have downloaded the app can't talk about sort of specific no. numbers at the moment uh -huh. um, but certainly we've got uh, yeah thousands and thousands and thousands of mums using the app every day and having a great time on it so it's it's really exciting we're about to we sort of just entered a period of growth and yeah, it's going to be a really good year for us. 2019, it's feeling good. This is the year. Yeah. And, and it's not, I mean, it started presumably in London is where you're, where you're yeah, based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So London, is of where we, we meant to just launch it in London uh -huh. really for the first year, but it quickly, you know, it's hard to control technology and, and geographically. So we quickly realized um, the need was so strong across the UK that it went everywhere. But yes, it's, it's great in London because the density of mums obviously of is, is, is wonderful. And there's also... Uh -huh. Lots, you know, lots going on in London. So there's always, you know, um, things happening and events happening and meetups and all that kind of thing um, in the home feed. So you've got a, a dense membership population in, in London, yeah. but it's right across, yeah, right around across the country the, uh, yeah. and, and even spreading around the, the globe yeah, now as well. So we, well, we're available in Australia as well. And that's because the Australians just really liked it. And we didn't have to change the spelling of mum to mom. So that helped. So uh -huh. we do have a community in Australia, which is lovely. It's much smaller. But yeah, we're really much, very much focused on the UK. And all across the UK, um, mums are using it. Even mums, you know, who live in deepest depths of rural Wales, for example, we've got a great community in Wales, even though, you know, those distances they're travelling are a lot greater than those who live in mm. Clapham, for example. So are you getting feedback from the mums on the app saying how it's sort of helping them with oh, their yeah. getting out and about in terms of their physical well-being and obviously their mental well-being yeah, as well? absolutely. I mean, that's what drives us every day. That's the best bit of my job. And check our app store reviews obsessively and we just had one just where we, we, I came in here actually just saying that the app had been a huge lifesaver and how much support and advice they they'd got and friendship they'd got in the first two days I was of using the app so that's 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 what keeps us going that's what gets us really excited and why we know we're doing the right thing because I guess I mean there's you know I don't what they call it nowadays it was baby baby blues or yeah so those, depression yeah, I guess. yeah exactly so yeah. It's, there's a whole spectrum I mean it's it's very usual for mums to experience, um, you know, some kind of um, mental ill health um, mm -hmm. after having a baby. 
about half of women women who have a baby feel that, it, that, it, that it's not really addressed properly and they don't feel like they um, have get the support they need. About one in eight have postnatal depression. They think it's, a, again, it's a number that's disputed, but mm. um, it's a, sort of the main number that's used by the NHS. One in eight women experience postnatal depression. And but the, the point is there is a real kind of spectrum and you're going through a huge amount as a woman, um, as you can imagine. And there's a fabulous TED talk about this and about how the amount of hormone change that goes on when you become a, a, a mum mm. is sort of equivalent to, you know, during those teenage years of puberty and this yeah. kind of whole change that you go through. It's fascinating and, and not really given the focus it deserves. And it's, it's something I think that we're becoming more and more aware of uh, as mental health plays more of a sort of part and we're becoming better at dealing with it as a society. But it's, it's something we feel very interested in um, because we're very much focused on mums, but you know, we know that happy mums are the heart of a happy family. It's pretty obvious. Uh, and um, yeah, this is such an important time in a baby's life. It was crucial, and obviously, I think uh, I've seen also you've you've linked up with some mental health charities mm, as well. Yeah, and also got the uh, royal family oh, involved. Yes, I'm so pleased <laughs> to mention that. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we worked with the Heads Together campaign that they ran, uh-huh. um, and Catherine was I think I was called the Duchess of Cambridge. Uh, was uh, <laughs> Duchess of Cambridge to you? Uh, was <laughs> not like best mates with her, um, but she was really behind what we were doing because this is the amazing thing about becoming mum. It's such a leveler. Like genuinely. You can chat to the Duchess of Cambridge and you can chat to someone who lives in deepest rural Scotland and you can bond over it because they'll be you'll be sharing something, you know, something going on at the same time as you. And it, it, it just if you've got kids the same age, you know, you can talk for hours, basically. And, you know, it's a real leveler. And that's really the kind of community we're trying to build on much this incredibly friendly and supportive environment where whatever choice you make, you know, there, there are some choices and things you have to decide when you become mum. But whatever you're doing, if it's the right thing for you and it's making you happy and your baby healthy, then go for it. And these meetups, th- these are informal meetups. So they just click on the app and they arrange to meet, I don't know, two yeah, o'clock at yeah. Wimbledon Common or whatever. Yeah. And they just... Yeah, along exactly that. Yeah. Buggy Walks Coffee. We have a partnership with M&S Cafes. So they, they host some of them for us. Oh, cool. And yeah, so... The, but so there's like little communities within yeah, the within the yeah, group as absolutely, well. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, I think because when you've got a small baby, like when the kids get older, you kind of get dragged along to groups and school and all that kind of stuff. But when they're babies, you know, going to a class is hmm. basically a waste of money because they tend to fall asleep or cry or just, you know, it's not there's not much to do. But what you really need to do is sit and eat cake and drink tea with friends or go for a walk. You know, that's the stuff. And that's what our meetups tend to be. Yeah. In fact, I went for a walk and we, we got a park literally mm. opposite where we live in Mill Hill. And I went for a walk the other day just to get some fresh air. And I stopped off in our cafe in the middle of the park. And there were two mums sitting there doing just that, having a cup of tea and a That's piece of cake with rocking their babies yeah, in the uh, Christians next to them. That's what you need, yeah. <laughs> so it, it fits the bill perfectly. Mm. I mean, this business model, the wider spectrum of the model, mm. I don't know the details of your business model, but obviously you've got sponsorships and mm. partnerships and things. But you've potentially got cradle to grave model going on here haven't you because you can grab 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 the parents and the kids and then yeah it's funny it's a very unique time in your Mm. life though and that's actually our real focus is new mums and that that particularly that first year well from actually the year leading up to becoming mum and the year after is really where the most active members of our community are lots of mums with older kids as well but uh, that's where we really are focused but yeah, I mean, give us a few years and we'll get there. We'll get there. Just focus yeah, on the Yeah, I, I guess this, this, this market is big enough in its own right, isn't it? It's an yes. ever-growing market, an ever-changing market. Yes. So the, the, the number of people and organizations and charities you can, you can partner up with is, is 
endless, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But it's funny. There is a, um, I mean, certainly there's an, you know, loneliness around the, our aging population is something I'm particularly interested in. And we, we're trying to look at ways how we can, you know, there's been a, a fair amount of coverage of real success where babies and mums are joined up with um, old people's homes or, you know, just using, you know, same section, different sections of society to solve the problem of loneliness, really. Yeah. Yeah. Technology may not work so well in the older generation. That's, no, that's, that's that the problem. Will, that but it's improving yeah, yeah, with yeah, time, yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. as this generation becomes exactly. becomes older. I mean, my dad is, what, 83, 84. I can't get him off his uh, smartphone well, there you go. Smartphone now. But then if you ask my mum to do it, we'll never yeah. <laughs> and, she, and she's younger. Where have you, along your journey, had sort of significant pushback and things where you think, I can't overcome this obstacle. This is just driving me nuts. You know, how are we gonna how are we gonna get over this hurdle? So I think the the biggest thing for us, and I think this is pretty much across the board of anyone who's found it, is getting it from idea stage, like when you know you've got this amazing idea to getting it into people's hands. Uh, and that can feel really challenging because it's, it feels so out of reach the whole time. So that I think was the hardest time also because we had very small kids and very patchy childcare and um yeah, I mean, the child, I mean, anyone who's a parent understand that, you know, child, getting childcare that fits to your lifestyle is sort of game changing in terms of what you can do. And um, so that, those early days were particularly hard for that reason. And there have definitely been times where, where we felt like maybe we've gone slightly off track for what we're doing. So we were working with brands, for example, for a while, and we started thinking, oh, what can we do to make brands like us? And sort of forgot to think, what can we do to make mums look like? And we had a couple of months and then we sort of looked around and we're like, what the hell are we doing? This is all wrong and scrapped, scrapped basically all the brand stuff and just focused really, Focus really on your tightly consumer, on what yeah. they want and how to make them happy and how to get, make them use the app more and more. So that, 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 you know, that was a sort of a challenge which, which, which we figured out we were mostly screwing stuff up a little bit mm. for a couple of months. But yeah, there's you know there's all the challenges you expect with having a small business and yeah. managing a team. Because also neither of you are from a technology no. background. Oh god, yeah. So that's the, a, so, oh, so that's the app itself yeah, must yeah, be yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a big challenge because I'm guessing you're putting your hand. I don't know if you outsourced the technology, you've employed so, a yeah. consultant, or how you did it, but to put your trust in an organisation or a person to, to come up with that. App. Yeah. So for the early days, we had a sort of mentor who introduced us to our dev team who are based in Kiev in the Ukraine, and yeah, that was a real challenge when Katie and I were managing a team of Ukrainian developers when we had, like, I know, and we did not really know what we're doing. Fortunately, that team are fabulous and we still work with us to this day. And quite soon we we're able to bring on our CTO who manages them a lot better than Katie and I did. Mm -hmm. But yes, I mean, actually, yeah, we're, we're, we're very fortunate. We've got a, a brilliant team. But to start with, yeah, that was, that was, that was tricky. And I think that was a steep learning curve that I mentioned earlier. It was, yeah, um, yeah interesting. Because I think, it's interesting that not only have you set up this business and you're helping hundreds and thousands of mums lead a more fulfilling life, I suppose, in their in their early motherhood, but you're also, as a side effect of what you're doing, you're almost role models as well to the mums because they can see you as two mums themselves who've stepped outside of their own businesses, you know, with kids themselves, setting up a successful business. I mean, that's nice to say. I was thinking of myself at 8 a.m. this morning with like, three half-dressed children and just the utter chaos and me forgetting to have packed, done a packed lunch. You know, that's... That, but that's uh, normality yeah. and that, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. what could resonate <laughs> yeah. so perfectly with yeah. your audience. Uh, yes, I, I certainly hope that people can look at Katie and I and think, God, if they can do it, then I can do it. Because we really didn't have the kind of background in startup or the background in tech. We really just had a passion for what we were doing. 
so yeah I I hope so and I you know I think the challenge of being a working mum is a fascinating one uh and I think that one of the great things about having kids and going on maternity leave and there are many difficult things when it comes to your career but one of the good things it does give you a sort of bit of space to think about what uh, you want to do and a sort of a, a creative approach I think to looking at challenges and how they can be fixed so yeah I mean I would hugely encourage and I really hope more women do you know get involved with startups and think about how what they can achieve but you know it, it's tough but yeah if we can do it then basically anyone can. Do you do other things or does the app do other things or do you have plans for other things like workshops and trainings and maybe business workshops that you could put on, for example, or mental health workshops? Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, actually, it sort of happens organically. Mm. So we've got, um, we know we have like a a load of mums in Tunbridge Wells, for example, who have like a startups community that they've created themselves and they meet up, I think, every month. So we we tend to step back and let our community do things the way Mm -hmm. they want to do them. And we see those kind of events happening. But yeah yeah possibly in the possibly in the possibly future in yeah the future. yeah because <laughs> i see on your your website you've got the blogs and all the, yeah, yeah. you get some sort of independent journalists and we writers have lots of content in. on the app yeah. so we've got and we had a book come out last year all about what we call the mumsition this you know change what do you, you go, call it the mumsition mumsition as in transition for mums okay, um yeah. so this uh, you know what you go through when you become a, a, a mum uh and yes we've got brilliant content on there which is very much written a kind of down-to-earth quite fun tongue-in-cheek style because you know you need to be able to laugh at yourself when mm. you're a mum and how are the men in your life assuming there are men, yes. men in your life how, awesome. how have they taken to your success uh, and what you've done over the last three four years and all the effort you put in I mean yeah we're, we are lucky they are extremely proud which is very nice and yeah they're very very happy about it fantastic they've got mush stickers all over their laptops which is what we want <laughs> Is there something out there for men as well, perhaps? It's a really, really good point. And we, we talk about this a lot. We would love to get more dads doing parental leave and we'd love to be able to support that. It's it's something we will be getting better at in the future. We do have dads using Marsh. It's, it's not ideal for them. There isn't really a dad solution yet. Mm. Um, and it's definitely something we, we ha- talk about. Because dads, seriously, I mean, dads may feel a little bit isolated mm. themselves and when, oh, they push, when they push their buggy... Huge, I think, to, you know, paternity leave to the no, to the I, park and see a group of mums. Yeah, they can feel a little bit inhibited. Hugely, little, you know. hugely. It, it kind of it pains me. We talk to a lot of dads, and we really want to work out how to help them because, but we don't want to, you know, in any way um, compromise the no, absolutely community not. that we've built so far. Yeah. So it's about thinking a little bit creatively about how we're going to do that. Um, we've got some ideas. And I, I'm sorry to dads that it's not working brilliantly at the moment. But getting, do give it a go. Getting men to talk to women, eh? I mean, yeah. <laughs> whatever next. But, it, but it, it, there, yeah, it, there else is, you know, there's a lot of chat chat on the uh, app, as you imagine, about uh-huh. childbirth and yes. quite sensitive, quite sure. intimate issues. So it would it would shift things a little a little bit. Yeah. So it needs it just needs to be handled carefully. Yeah, I suppose you need to keep some sort of borderline between the two initially, and then see yeah, how they maybe sort of we'll, we'll cross, yeah cross pollinate. We're testing a few ideas, uh-huh. um, but yeah, watch the space basically. Yeah. Oh, cool. So going forward, I mean, obviously, 2019, you say is a year of significant growth. You've got plans yes. for this year. Yes, it's an exciting year. Growth is big for us. We've got to a stage where our product is working brilliantly. I think there's a brilliant uh, quote from someone in Silicon Valley that, you know, you shouldn't launch a product if you're not embarrassed of it. You know, you, you should get out there even, you know, don't wait, just get on with stuff. And I've now got to the stage where 
I think both Katie and I feel incredibly proud when people see, we see people got Marshall on their phone and we want uh -huh. to show them all the stuff that can do it. It's, it's really exciting. And we, yes, yeah, so it's all about growth. We'll be, you know, talking to investors again at some point this year and maybe thinking about going to the States next year. Wow. Lots to do. Lots to do. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> So from a mum in a park saying hello to another, another mum in the yeah, park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, not your wildest dreams could I you know, ever imagine. It's, it's really funny when we think like that. It's, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's exciting. Well, thank you very much for sharing it all with us. I'm, I'm really delighted you uh, managed to find the time. Thank you for <laughs> having me. your busy me. day to, uh, to be on the podcast. I love the space you're working in here because it's uh, an open environment. Mm. It's a shared, what do you call it, a cooperative space? Yeah, shared working. Shared I, working. I, I came in, I saw dogs it. wandering around know, over the pets, road. Pets, there's babies that come in here. It's babies, heaven forbid, lovely. babies coming. Can you imagine? <laughs> um, no, it's a lovely space and there's a real opportunity to learn from others. There's a lot of startups and people going through similar highs and lows that you're going through. So it's a, it's a, it's a it's great. And there, are a lot, and there are lots of them all over the place, but I think ours is the nicest. I think so. <laughs> Well, as I say again, thank you very much again for being on the podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I wish you all the very best of luck with your future endeavours and I hope 2019 goes from success to success for you. Thank you very, very much. It's an absolute pleasure.